personal notice. Danger is my stock and trade. If the odds against you are so great you know you're headed for a dead end, you've got a job for me, George Valentine. Write for full details. Ladies and gentlemen, the Naples Players Radio Theater proudly presents Let George Do It. The escapades of George Valentine, the charismatic and resourceful private detective who is always ready to take on any case that comes his way, no matter how perilous or perplexing. With his trusty secretary and confidant, the clever and charming Claire Brooks, a.k.a. Brooksy, the two fearlessly tackle mysteries and unravel dangerous secrets. In this episode, while George is out of town, Brooksy tries to address the concerns of a potential client. Dear Mr. Valentine, what I'm up against is something you can't put in so many words, but you got to believe me, it's got me scared out of my skin. I'm just another showgirl getting a first real break, but I'm afraid it's going to be my neck. Maybe you can help me. But, but I've got to see, you, see today. you today. And after that, it may be too late to do any good. Signed, Vivian Drake. Yeah, yeah, that's my letter. But you're not Mr. Valentine. <laughs> I'm not even Mrs. Valentine, yet. But I, I don't understand. Well, I'm Miss Brooks, his assistant. I make these lightning appearances when the great man is among the missing. I thought maybe I could help you. What could you do? i got to talk to him, and it's something that can't wait. Well, Mr. Valentine's on a case that's taken him to Seattle. He'll probably be gone the whole weekend. Well, I guess that washes me up. Just what did that letter of yours mean? Well, you see, I happen to have a brother. Oh, you'd be surprised how many people do. Yeah, but not a crazy kid brother like I got. He's got himself into a mess and me along with him. Yes? Well, I'm not a very good singer. Not too good a dancer, either. As for looks... You'll do. But where's the connection? I'm coming to that. It was only my looks that got me a job in Julia's nightclub in Des Moines. It didn't matter whether I could sing or dance, because it's really just a racketeer's joint with a floor show as a cover-up. Mm-hmm. Well, what brings you here? Yeah, oh, that's the whole point. I don't understand it. I was offered the top spot in the show at the Peacock Lounge. And you're not that good. And something else. Julia, who runs the place in Des Moines, got a grand to see that I came here to take this job. Why? Can't you see? I'm being worked into some kind of a deal where I'm going to end up as a patsy. I'm sure you had occasion to say no before. Yeah, lots of times, but not to a heel that can send my brother to jail, and I'm his payoff. It's as simple as that. Well, I think I get the picture. Tell me, what do you know about your prospective employers at the Peacock Lounge? Nothing yet. I've been sitting around trying to get up enough courage to go there to find out what they've got lined up for me. I can't stall anymore. But my one hope is that Mr. Valentine might find out what this is all about. Oh, come on, honey. That's not going to help a bit. Tell me, who operates the Peacock Lounge? Do they know you? A couple of guys named Philip Geary and Glenn Cooley. 
They never laid eyes on me before. That's why I can't believe all this sudden interest in my talents. Then I could waltz in there and they wouldn't know the difference. It would be perfect. I don't have any talents either. Oh, would you? Oh, but you don't know what you're walking into. I can't let you. Uh-huh. It's about time you came to the phone. Yeah, yeah, she fell for it. I did everything but sing Mother McCree. But the frame is on. Uh, pardon me, friend. Ooh. Yeah, what's the matter? You don't feel well? In a few minutes, I have to get back on the train and get to Seattle. So do I, but it looks like you'd better stick here in Farmington, fella. See a doctor. As it is, you can hardly move. Uh, I know. Ooh, pain across my chest. It hits me like this sometimes. All I need is... Yeah, yeah? What? That drugstore across the tracks. Uh, take this, please. Uh, buy me a bottle of Alcoid. It always helps me. Oh. Yeah, sure, anything. But look, I don't want this train to pull out and leave me in this burg here. It just takes a second. Believe me, you've got plenty of time, I know. Oh, every drugstore carries it. Hurry, please. Okay, better lean against this wall. Stay that way. I'll be right back. Look, Pop, I don't know how you spell it. I only know how to say it. Alcoid. Alcoid. Yeah, so you said. I ain't never heard of it. You say your friend is ailing in the chest. Yes, that's right. Well, I, I, I could make up something with a little... Board? Board? Hey, wait. Well, wait a minute. There goes my train. Oh, Valentine, the good Samaritan. Hey, station master. Yes, sir. When is there going to be another train out of here for Seattle? Eight ten in the morning. Ah, oh, oh, great. You want to know of a good hotel? Just a minute. Yeah? Did you remember a short, stocky guy leaning against the wall here? Right here. He wasn't feeling so hot? Sure, I noticed him. But I wouldn't say there was anything wrong with him. What do you mean? Did you go over him with the stethoscope? <laughs> no, but you should have seen him streak after that train when it started to pull out. Riley speaking. Hello, Lieutenant. This is Valentine. Well, well. Say, pal, you'd better get down to town, and I mean pronto. What are you talking about? Well, I met your girlfriend. She's cutting capers out of school. She took some nightclub thrush under her wing, a dame in the hotel on Marlboro Street. Wait a minute. Let's have that again, Riley, and translate it as you go along. Private investigators don't peach on their clients, Miss Brooks informed me. So I don't know the whole story. Riley, will you get to the point? Well, it seems a Miss Vivian Drake imagined she's in some kind of a mess, and the letter was urgent, and you were out of town, and there you are. Yeah, here I am, planted in Farmington, population 2,814, and I mean planted. Huh? Yeah, someone was anxious to get me out of town, and then they made sure I got stranded here. Well, I'm working on a very interesting case, too. 
Would you like to hear about it? Stop horsing around, would you, Riley? I was on my way to Seattle to meet a client. Well, I just called up, and there ain't no such person. Okay, pal, let's play it straight. How do you figure it? You think Brooksy was sucked into some kind of phony deal? If I can find a cab in this place, I'll be back in town to find out for myself. Can you tell me where I can find Mr. Geary or Mr. Cooley? Sure, honey. That table, other side of the room. Oh, gee, thanks. Don't mention it, honey. You know, this is the funniest thing. What's the matter? Is my slip showing? I just heard what you said to the hat check girl. Well, it wasn't supposed to be a secret. I mean, I was just sitting at the very same table, and then I went to the powder room, and now I meet you going back to where I just came from. Imagine! Oh, yeah. Oh, you pick the worst night if you want to see the boys. They're expecting someone. They're going to be terribly busy. Oh, well, don't fret yourself, honey. I think I'm the one the boys are expecting. Vivian Drake? No. You couldn't be. You just couldn't be. Well, of course my birth certificate could be wrong, but I... But I'm Chicky Larson. You're one I should tear up a telephone book and shower you with confetti. But for a whole year, I danced right next to Vivian at the Yukai Club in Kansas City. Uh-oh. When I heard the boys was going to give you the top spot in the show, I was so happy for you. And now you aren't you. Are you? Now look, listen to me, kid. Vivian's sick. She sent me to take her place. But... This is a big break for me, and I'll take care of Vivian, too. My real name is Mitzi Raymond. Hmm. Now I'm mixed up. Well, the point is, we have to stick together. We're all showgirls, aren't we? Yeah. Well, what the boys don't know won't hurt them. Well... (gasps) That's fine. I knew you'd see it my way. Well, if you say so, I guess I do. (laughs) Hey, you certainly know how to pick them. How do you do it, man? Oh, let's say I have an eye for talent, Glenn, and that you're the money man. She's going to go over great in the show. One look at her, and you can see that. Could you gentlemen stop talking about me in the third person? Poor little me is right here with you, remember? <laughs> Smart as a whip, too. Sure, you should hear Vivian sometimes. Glenn, she says things I don't even understand. Chicky, darling, I'm very fond of you. Don't make me wonder why. Oh, uh, Mr. Cooley. Yes, dear. May I make a suggestion? Of course. Anything? Well... Why don't I sit on your lap now? Oh. (laughs) You mustn't mind Glenn, Vivian. He just naturally admires talent, but he likes to do it up close. As I remember, there was some mention of a job for me. When do I start? Oh, we got a wonderful routine all set for you, honey. But we won't start working on the new show until next week. But you got nothing to worry about. We rented an elegant suite for you at the Remington Arms as of today. Perfectly gorgeous. The dressing room has mirrors on the ceiling. I 
almost got a sprained neck. Well, I'm all for rounding up some of the crowd and going over there right now. A celebration in your honor, Vivian. Let the champagne flow. <laughs> Gee, the USS Vivian about to be launched. All right, Miss Strait, maybe it was a coincidence that your letter happened to come in while I was out of town. But don't you think it was sort of a dirty trick to play on another girl? I'll explain. And let her walk into a shuffle like that? Brooke seemed to know what she was doing, and I didn't know where to turn. Okay, okay, you just stay put. I'll see what the score is with the misters Geary and Cooley. Oh, yeah. You can't miss. Famous last words, huh? Come on, come on, answer. Never mind that. The call can wait until later. Artie. Quick, give me a hand with them. Yeah, okay. Close the door. Boy, you're a lifesaver, Artie. He was headed for the Peacock Lounge. I just got in on a plane. Lucky I ran into Valentine like that. There is nobody in the hall. What do we do with him? He's got to stay put till this deal's over. When's that going to be? I'm getting the jitters. It's on the griddle right this minute. We'll dump him in the closet and let him sleep through it. You heard me. Riley, put Riley on the phone. What? Say that again. I'm not my usual bright self at the moment. All right. Let me have the number he left for me. What are you talking about, Riley? What happened to Brooksy? Well, you can speak freely. This is a private phone. Oh, you said that before. You. All right, Wellington Arms. That's me knocking on the door. I'll have those fingerprints in a minute. What is it? When did it happen? <laughs> Please, Miss Brooks. Please try to control yourself, will you? You're not helping things, Annie. I am trying, Lieutenant. May I come in? Huh? What's going on here? George! Oh, George! <laughs> oh, come on now, easy. Stop this, Angel. How can I sock somebody in the jaw if you hold me like this? Now, who's been pushing you around? I don't know what happened, George. This is the way it was when I came to. I don't know whether I did it or not. I. All right, shut up, Brooksy. You're not making sense. Come on. Come on, Riley. Let's have it. Well, the guy on the floor there with the letter opener in his back. That's Glenn Cooley. Fingerprints belong to Miss Brooks, all right, Lieutenant. <laughs> well, I can skip that then, Valentine. What's the rest of it? Look, why don't you wait until she pulls herself together and let her tell you, huh? I want it from you, Riley. Okay. Well, there was a party here tonight. Everybody else left except Miss Brooks and Cooley. And there he is. And I really don't know what happened. <laughs> Sorry, Valentine. The next edition hits the street at 6 o'clock. It's going to have to read, We're holding Miss Brooks on suspicion of murder. Okay, if you don't sit on your emotions, Brooksy, I won't be able to help you. Now come on, let me do the talking. All right, George. The reason you didn't know when the party broke up is that somebody slipped you a man-sized Mickey while you were making like Vivian Drake. 
Then suddenly, I, I didn't know where I was or what was going on. Riley's going to put Geary, the chicky girl, and the others under the lamp the first thing in the morning and sweat them. But suppose they all tell the same story. What story? That Cooley's been making a play for you all evening and you were straight arming him. But that's true. Which makes it bad, Angel, bad. Because people being people, they'll think just one thing. When he hung around after everybody left, slapping his wrist wasn't enough, they'll think. You had to let him have it. No! But I can't be sure. Not really sure. Oh, but George, you don't think... Hey, Brooksy, I'd let you stay right here for asking a question like that. Oh, I'm not very smart, am I? You just forget that in this combine, I'm vice president in charge of sticking his neck out. But let's look a few more of these unpleasant facts in the face. Vivian Drake's taken a powder if she hasn't been taken for a ride. But George... And there's no such place as Julia's in Des Moines. You don't have to say any more. In other words, they've got me right in the middle of the field for the crows to pick on. Brooksy, I'm drawing you diagrams like this to make you understand this is no time to fold up. You mean stop being feminine? Uh-huh. Okay. I'll start working on a beard right now. Good girl. Now let's see. It's almost 5 a.m. I'd better get busy because we got a date for lunch today. Have we? Yeah, and you're not going to be eating it off a tin plate. Having fun? What? Who are you? My name's Valentine. <laughs> Valentine? I know you. You're a holiday where everybody likes everybody else. <laughs> Will you be my Valentine? Valentine? You must have pull around here. A whole nightclub to yourself. 5.30 in the morning, bar and all. I'm Chicky Larson, fiancé of Mr. Philip Geary, I think. Who gave you that shiner? Mr. Philip Geary. Where's he? Right there in his office. How'd you get in here anyway? I'm a second story man, sister. There's only one story here, so it was twice as easy. Sure, that's right. I don't get it. Uh-huh. Why did Geary paste you in the eye, Chicky? What's he sore about? That girl Vivian Drake, who wasn't Vivian Drake because I know Vivian Drake. I didn't tell Phil that she was Vivian Drake at all, and then she went and killed Mr. Cooley. How do you know that? Police called Phil and told him. We're all going in for questioning in the morning. Oh. I don't think my fiancé is a gentleman. I don't mind being socked in the eye, but you know something? After the party, he wouldn't even take me home. He just shoved me in a cab. Oh, he's a real heel, Chicky. But let's make some more nice talk. I bet Phil will never trust me again after me not telling him about Vivian. I bet he'll even make me take out all the money he gave me to put in my safe deposit box. Money? What money? How much? $30,000. That's how much he trusts me. Here you. Trying to get something out of me? Oh, I wouldn't think of it, Chicky. I'm just trying to be your big brother. Oh, I have a brother already. I don't like him either because he's a man. It's the girl who pays and pays. Yeah, yeah, Chicky, that's right. I just hope that nothing happens to that nice Miss Brooks. 
That fat dodo coolie had it coming to him. Well, I've got to talk to your fiancé, so you'd better get a piece of steak for that eye. Oh, no. It'll probably be from a bull. That's a man-cow, and I hate all men. Who's that? What do you want? I've been looking all over for you, Buster. I didn't think you'd be at your club this time of morning. What I do where I am is no business of yours, whoever you are. Now get out of here. What are you doing, Geary? Straightening out your accounts after what happened to Cooley last night? What? You could have done this before, you know. As long as you decided to get the money partner out of the way. Now you won't have to explain about the 30 grand you gypped him out of, will you? Even if you're a cop, I don't have to answer any questions. I got a date with you in the morning, and I'll have my lawyer along with me. No, Buster. I can't wait that long. Stay on your feet, Geary. I've got no time to pick you up. Leave me alone. Now listen, I'm Valentine. You arranged that Seattle junket, didn't you? I never heard of you. You had me slugged, so I couldn't barge in on the little party you had all set to frame Miss Brooks. Uh, you're crazy. Who is she? What are you talking about? When the others left the Remington Arms, you stayed behind. Now come on, what's the fix? You're going to answer my questions if I have to stay here and change the shape of your face. Valentine, what are you trying to do? I'm working my head off trying to help you and Brooksy, and you go and nearly massacre Gary. If I didn't know a few unsavory things about him, he could have you thrown in the clink for assault and battery. There's more of the same for anyone else I think did this to Brooksy. Now I want to see her. Oh, just like that, huh? Oh, ye gods, man. How far out on a limb do you think I can go for you? I want to see her, Riley. I can't give you a visitor's pass to the city jail good for all hours of the day and night. Honestly, I... Okay, okay. I know how you feel. I think I can swing it. Oh, I'm sure one smart cookie, Angel. The one person I want to help, I can't. You did what you could, darling. Oh, yeah, yeah. The only way I know how, it seems, with my fists. I can't use my head. I can't think beyond Geary. Everything stops right there. Now you'd better sit on your emotions. But Brooksy, I couldn't get a thing out of him. And when he gets ringed around with a lot of high-class legal talent, it's going to be even worse. Oh, it may take months to get a hold of the so-called Vivian Drake, and in the meantime, you'll have to sit the whole thing out right here, if I can't do any better than this. It's not a bad sell. Southern exposure, the matron tells me. Hey, what's that you're trying to hide there? Oh, it's nothing, George, nothing. Let me see, let me see. Oh. Oh, Brooksy. Oh, I asked the matron to get me the newspaper. I didn't get much of a play, did I? Only page two. Why do you want to torture yourself like this? George, why don't you go out and get some breakfast? And a little sleep wouldn't do you any harm either. I don't want to be a Pollyanna, but things will work out and... Oh, put that paper down and listen to me. Oh, no. But it's a wonderful paper, Angel. What? Yeah, beautiful, blessed paper. People don't realize the miracle of journalism. What you can learn by reading a daily newspaper intelligently, carefully. Uh-huh. Yes, Angel, you're so right. I think I've got something. Hey, jailer, turnkey, lover boy, let me out of here. 
What I'm trying to tell you, Geary, is that you're yellow. Lieutenant, did you have me brought down here just so Valentine could tell me that? Shut up and listen to him. Gee, have I got a head. I had a little too much last night. You'll live, Chicky. Geary, your scheme to get rid of Cooley was a thing of beauty, and in a way it worked. What do you mean, in a way? Cooley gets buried tomorrow. Now get the picture. A showgirl from out of town who means nothing to anybody kills a notorious wolf. Chances are she'll get off on a plea of self-defense, and Geary is in the clear with everything he filched from his partner. Now that was the plan. How are you going to prove anything like that? I'm not going to bother, because the whole thing happens to be immaterial, irrelevant, and has nothing to do with the flowers that bloom in the spring, Trala. Get to the point, will you? Not so loud, Lieutenant. My head! What head? You see, Geary, after all your masterminding, the human factor crept in. Yeah, you lost your nerve and couldn't kill Cooley. Well, thank you. That leaves Miss Brooks on the spot, doesn't it? What about that? Let me go on with the character analysis. You're not only yellow, Geary, but you're a patsy, a fall guy, a grade-A schnuckle. Now, wait a minute. Somebody's making you jump through the hoop without you even knowing it and using your own little maneuver to do it. Oh, that takes real brains, friend. Okay, okay. Who is this genius? Come on, Chicky, stop holding your head and take a bow. You talking to me, Mr. Valentine? In person. You produced a Vivian Drake, all right, but you got a brighter notion. Did I? Why not get somebody like Miss Brooks to pose as Vivian Drake? And when Cooley went to his reward, it wouldn't be just another one of those things. There'd be all that extra publicity. And I'd be more than a little interested. You know I couldn't rest until I traced it down to Geary. Just a minute. Sure. Then that 30 grand in your safe deposit box, Chicky, that would be yours for keeps. You can hold that innocent stare, sister, but you were far from innocent when you decided to go through with it anyway when Geary lost his nerve. You sneaked back and did things with that letter opener. Come on, Miss Larson, say something. 5.30 this morning when we were alone at the bar, you did everything to put me on the trail of Geary, but you also talked too much. You said I just hope nothing happens to that nice Miss Brooks. Well... Chicky, you couldn't have known her name was Brooks. The first edition identifying her as such, the one I saw in her cell, didn't come out till 6 o'clock. You gonna let that pass too, Miss Larson? All right. Ever since I can remember, I played the wide-eyed, simpering idiot to please men. This once, I almost fooled all of you. Men, I hate them. Go on, Angel. Let's see what's in the morning mail. Oh, George. Yeah? For a while, darling, would you mind opening the mail? Um... Right now, wielding a letter opener, well, um... I have a crazy fear I'll go off looking for another Vivian Drake. Well, how do you like that? Now look, if you ever get into a jam like that again, Angel, I'm going... Well, I'll, uh... Yes? Hmm. Um, darling, hand me the letter opener, boss. Where's that mail? This has been a Naples Players Radio Theater presentation. If you have enjoyed this production, please let others know. You can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And don't forget, you can always see what's happening at the Naples Players by visiting our website, 
www.naplesplayers.org.